up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us today on this episode of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, and you guys don't know what it took for us to get here right now. Um, Sharis Wilson Salazar is a creative recruiter at Vitamin T and the owner and event planner at Canvas Wedding and Event Design. Thank you so much for being here, Sharis. Yes, duh. <laughs> here. <laughs> yes, finally, and through all of our technical difficulties right now. So I'll let Sharis give a brief introduction of herself, just real quick, so you guys can understand what she does. And then we actually have some questions that we're going to go through today. Um, so yes, I'm Sharis Wilson-Salazar. Um, I am a creative recruiter. I've been a creative recruiter for about three years now. Um, I currently work at Vitamin T here in Chicago, um, which is part of Equent, which I know most people are familiar with. Um, so basically my day job each day is to play matchmaker between um, a lot of the agency clients that we have here in Chicago, um, whether it's a traditional advertising agency, digital, um, as well as small to mid-sized businesses. Um, and I connect them with creative talent that is a great match. Um, so I recruit for everything from graphic design um, to UI, UX, to copywriters, um, anything in the creative and marketing space. And then as Miranda mentioned, I also have my own business uh, where I am a wedding and event planner. Uh, I've been a certified wedding planner for six years now. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I recently relaunched my business um, to be a little bit more authentic and a little bit more me um, back in 2018. So two years strong in this direction. Yes. And you are going to do my wedding whenever we decide to actually tie the knot. So I can't <laughs> wait for that. <laughs> probably next year. Probably next year. I'm here for it. So today, Sharis and I are going to talk a little bit about diversity and inclusion, specifically in the workplace, um, and then how, obviously that applies outside of the workplace as well. I don't think I need to reiterate it, but just in case. Um, so we're going to start with the first question. So Sharis, can you just define or explain like diversity and inclusion, how we're going to talk about it today? Yep. Um, so I think a lot of people, you've probably seen a ton of different articles and things about diversity and inclusion over the last few weeks with everything that's been happening with the world. Um, one example that people you've probably seen or that people have been um, highlighting or showcasing has been the phrase diversity is being invited to the dinner party mm -hmm. and uh, inclusion is being asked to dance at the party, um, which is great. Um, but it's honestly really simple. Uh, diversity is just human differences. It's the things that make us all unique. Um, and you can classify those things. So that's where we get race, ethnicity, um, class, age, sexual orientation. Um, but that's really it. It's really the different characteristics and traits that just make us different. 
Um, and then inclusion on the other end is really just the practice, which right. can be a practice, but, um, you know, it, it's really just about making sure that no matter what those people's differences are, no matter what their backgrounds are, um, regardless of all of the things that make them different, it's just making sure that they truly feel welcomed. Mm -hmm. Um, and they also feel supported and they also feel like they have a fair chance, um, you know, at the same resources and opportunities as other people in line. Um, and it's also just being, you know, baseline being treated fair and respectfully. Right. And so from a personal perspective, if people are working on this right now, would you say, or do you think like the first step is awareness? Like in a lot of other situations, like literally just stepping back and taking a look at your circle, your work circle, your social circle, your whatever the case, the circle is, um, being aware Yep. hundred percent. I think that especially in a business setting, um, I think that the first thing that you have to do is just be honest with yourself and take an audit and look at just like you audit anything else in your business. Take a look at, you know, if you say you're diverse or that's something that you feel passionate about, um, you know, when you start a business, you're, you know, wanting to solve a problem or wanting to create something and put it out there in the world. Um, and the first people that you tell are your friends, your family, and then they're going to pass it on in their circles. So it's looking at, okay, this is your audience. But, you know, once that gets outside of the circle, are those people feeling like you're catering to them too? Um, are they going to want to buy your product? Um, there was a really good example where someone had mentioned, you know, a skincare line. And it's like, okay, well, they have these concealers that they just came out with that are, you know, catered all towards fair skin people. So, you know, as a black woman, if I came to that person's page and just saw that, but then I saw black models, the marketing doesn't quite fit, you right. know, right. or on the, you know, opposite end, if you do have, you know, um, an inclusive product, what about your marketing? Does your marketing showcase and highlight, you know, models from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, you know? So um, I think it's honestly just taking a look at what you already have and taking a step back and thinking, you know, would everyone be able to benefit from this? Or are there people that don't look like me that would be interested in my product? Yeah, I them. exactly. And that's a big question. Are there people that don't look like me that I'm incorporating into my marketing mix? Like I think um, that's just something that all of the entrepreneurs, that's an easy question you can ask yourself. And then depending on your business, you can figure out ways to start incorporating more of that. And how are you doing that in your business? I know as a wedding planner, you've worked a bunch of different weddings. So how's that going? So I think it is, um, a well-known issue. Diversity has been a well-known issue in the wedding community. And a lot of things have been coming out the last week or so with things just, um, kind of coming to the forefront. And a lot of people have been vocal and spoke up. Um, and I myself have, you know, definitely been on the other side of things. Um, so I've been discriminated against. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a couple cancel because their parents didn't want a black wedding planner. Um, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been asked to eat in the kitchen um, in the past um, instead of at the vendor table. Um, I've been told my hair was a little too much um, and asked to have my hair pulled back um, before. Um, so just all kinds of things. And then as I was, you know, sitting in on these calls, there are tons of other, um, you know, photographers and caterers that have gone through the same exact thing. So um, for me, I think that as a black woman in this industry, one thing that 
has always been exciting to me or something that I've always wanted to share is just what different things people in my culture do for weddings. Um, and that's something that I want to highlight moving forward. I've also really had um, a big interest in other cultures and, and just learning about different types of cultures and in, in, in their wedding practices. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving forward, I'm working on a big project right now where I will definitely be highlighting those things. Um, I think uh, it's pretty well known that there are a lot of um, magazines and uh, publications out there that right. uh, sometimes it's really hard for um, someone with black models or um, brown models in general yep. um, to get published. And I've actually had quite a few things turned down, things that people have never saw the light of that I've worked hard on with vendors. Um, and, which, by the way, you guys are all, you know, there's yeah. no reason that that shouldn't have been included. Exactly. So there's, I mean, there's just moving forward, you know, I feel like I'm in a space where I'd like to make my own and then, you know, definitely try to be inclusive of other cultures as much as possible. So um, something that I, moving forward, I will definitely want to celebrate my own culture a little bit more as well as others. Um, And I think that, you know, I think that instead of just even just highlighting it here and there, I want to shine a giant spotlight on that. And I think there's space for that. So Absolutely. There's absolutely space for it. And I think you're a great person to do it. And everything you do is just, it's amazing. And I, yeah, it's great. And I think you brought up a great point that I see you do in the wedding industry, and I think can be replicated in other industries. And that's cross like or inter industry partnerships. So you do a really good job of and you, you now have put together a team at together. um, It's called together where you guys are like a full suite, a wedding suite of experts in the industry. And I think that that's a way that people could also incorporate more diversity if that's what they're looking to do in their own business is through brand partnerships and community partnerships. Like I'm a big proponent of community over competition. And especially I I work with a lot of entrepreneurs that happen to be in the same industry. So candle makers, um, clothing lines, boutique, things like that. And there's no reason that you can't come together within your own industry to start partnering and bringing that awareness and that diversity as well. And I think, I think that goes back to just like you said, auditing your business. It's not always just about your social media or your Instagram or your marketing. You should also look at the network that you have or the community that you're trying to build. And if you look across the board and you realize, wow, we've had no diversity here, it might be because you haven't don't have any diversity on the back end, Um, whether that's internally with you or like, uh, you know, in the wedding industry with other vendors, you know, so it's it's just kind of looking at that, looking at the whole picture um, and seeing where you can start. Yeah, I think, and for me, one of the places I started with that was looking at my social media feed and was like, was I getting, am I getting marketing advice from a bunch of white women is what I was finding, you know, for a long time. And that's, so you can start there too and research there, but it doesn't end there. Um, and then what are some common pitfalls and pet peeves? Because I've been seeing some very cringy stuff lately. So the first is, or that I'd have to say, or the, one of the biggest things is automatically turning to the only black person that you know, or the only brown person, you know, depending on what the situation is. Um, and just thinking that the situation's on fire and asking for help and asking, you know, can they jump in and, and help you with this, help you with that. I think it's, 
you having to understand the situation and having to educate yourself. There's nothing wrong with asking, you know, how that person is feeling. Um, but in terms of helping your business, um, I think you could definitely start to take the approach on your own and then maybe, you know, come to that person, if it's, especially if it's someone that you care about or someone that you think would, you know, value your business um, and say, hey, I've been trying to work on this, you know, and I was just wondering if you could give me some feedback. Something like that would be great instead of yeah. having the only brown people that, you know, write your sorries or your apologies or your Instagram posts. Um, I think it needs to come truly from you and that will show, you know, how genuine you are. It'll come across in, in your marketing or your communication absolutely and doing the work yourself and not yeah. counting on and if you need to learn to pay for those resources as well and not counting on other people to provide that free education for you um anything else you see or gets on your nerves um yes i will say with instagram one thing that has drove me crazy driven me um, <laughs> crazy over the last few weeks is there are so many shops um, that are selling t-shirts or selling, you know, mm -hmm. oil. They're trying to be more inclusive um, and open up their products to people of color, but they're using stock photography. So we're seeing the same, there's one image. I'm more than happy to share this with you. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. hope this girl is getting paid, but there's this, you know, girl with this beautiful fro and she's leaning against the fence with like mom jeans and a t-shirt on and that literally that t same t-shirt or the same girl has been in every ad for different stores just for different wow. t-shirts um and then there's another one for uh like um skincare um and they keep showing it's like a gif of like a dropper um so insert photo of product here um and then they Put it on her skin and she's like rubbing it in and i'm like okay i've seen the same ads for 15 different skincare companies it's just a different you know what i mean like a different label on the bottle so i think if you want i understand if you're like you know you're just trying to get started but i think it's, it's important to look at your competitors and see if they're sourcing the same photos um but that just leads to down the road when you're creating your own marketing you're creating your own space you need to create your own photos your own images of people with your actual product. Yes, and I know that's something that my clients and I, we work on together is creating your own, creating and curating your own images and creative content. So the fact that people are using that stock photo and then repeating it over and over, oh my God, how terrible. We'll you after this. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, please send it so we can share it and tell people not to use it. But. <laughs> The well, I probably don't even want to share it, but um, one thing I saw too before we got on this podcast, I just was researching on YouTube just to see what would pop up on YouTube. And one of the first things that popped up when I typed in diversity was a pan a Forbes panel. This is from a few years ago um, on diversity, and it was the moderator was a white woman. There were five women on the panel, one of whom was black. The rest were all white, all of the same age, all of the same capabilities as far as like physically. Um, they all, they literally all looked the same. And then they were having, supposed to be having an in-depth conversation about diversity. And I just don't like, how is, how was anything about that panel diverse? I couldn't even watch it because I thought the whole, just looking at it, it was hypocritical. Yeah. And so I think really understanding and diving into these topics and then taking action in your business 
in personally to not just share a stock photo. Like you can't just slap up an image on what's happening in, in your business and people will see through it again. I'm diverse now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like all areas of your business as an entrepreneur, like your marketing has to be honest and it has to be authentic. And that applies whether you're, you're talking about the products you're selling or the models in the photos that you're of the products you're trying to sell. And so I think doing that across the board. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. This is really, really helpful um, and great information. And I appreciate you bearing with me today <laughs> through all of our Thanks. little hiccups. Thanks for having me. Is there anything else you want to say? You know, we have a, an audience that's listening mostly of entrepreneurs and small business owners. And um, I'm sure they would be happy to hear anything else. Um, I think one thing I just wanted to share is that with everything happening right now, I think a lot of people hear diversity and inclusion and they're getting fearful. Like, oh my God, this is one thing in my business that I've been missing. I've been completely forgetting this or I haven't touched it, you know? And I think that it's okay. You know, like the world isn't going to end tomorrow. We hope. I mean, (laughs) well, the way things are going, (laughs) but I think that what you really need to do is just stop for a second and the, especially if you, if you really mean it, if you are really are a true ally, a true advocate for diversity, I think what you should do is just stop for a second and admit, you know, after you've taken that audit, after you've looked at things and admit that maybe you haven't been on the right path, maybe you haven't been inclusive. Um, if you feel, you know, so inclined, you know, project that image or protect, you know, project that, that message out so people know that, but then put in the actual work, um, just, do the work, educate yourself, figure out why we're in this place that we're in, where this is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said before, you know, diversity is just as simple as human differences. So it's right. just being into your practices and figuring out how you can incorporate here, there. Um, like we mentioned with the vendors, like it could, could be with anything that you're utilizing, you know, even if you're planning on giving back, you know, look at the organizations that you're currently, um, you know, supporting or fundraising for and just seeing how you can help there. It's just small little changes can really make the difference and it will show and it will only do good things for your business. So thank you for that. And do you have um, just any resources or anywhere you want to point if people want to do more research on these topics? Oh my gosh, I have like a million. Yeah, Um, (laughs) you do. Um, I think one website that has been really awesome is um, the, I'm going to get this wrong, the um, the National uh, Museum for African American mm-hmm. Culture and History. Um, we'll break that down. But um, they have just like this comprehensive guide. Um, even my workplace is using this or utilizing this oh, right now for yeah. internal um, an internal resource. Um, but there is a guy that literally breaks down everything we you know diversity inclusion. It talks about just racial injustice, um, how you can get involved. There's even like a course. Um, there's an outline of things that you can basically do over a, you know, a series of weeks to, um, to really change your mindset and understand what's happening. Um, and I think that that has just been awesome. So anybody that has reached out to me, I'm like, here, girl, here's this link <laughs> there. Um, but there, there's just so much. Um, I wanted to shout out Semicolon Bookstore mm-hmm. here in Chicago, um, Black Female Owned, and they have just been killing it. Um, I know that they were um, they were out of a ton of books just because so many people were ordering, but 
they're restocking. So if you're looking for some of these books instead of ordering from Amazon, go there. Yeah, definitely. I think you can speak with your dollars in a lot of ways. So doing that, and then we'll link to um, that resource you were talking about so people can access that as well and semicolon bookstore because I've bought some books there too because of you, because you shared it. So, (laughs) well, thank you so much for being here, Sharice. I really appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Salud.